Hello and good evening. My name is Kyle Eric, and this is A for Abled. So tonight we're gonna do something a little different. Usually when I come up and uh, bring guests here, we usually do the interview format, but I thought of a particular topic that I wanted to focus on, and that is the subject of masking. Now, for those who don't know what that is, that's basically, that's basically showing one side of yourself and hiding the other, you know, and hiding the other side. Whether it be whether it be to impress someone else, whether you'd be at work or with certain family members, basically hiding different sides sides of yourself. We all have it. We all wear we all wear masks. Every single one of us is different. Some of us show more of ourselves than others, depending on the situation. And I just wanted to get, yeah, you know, I just wanted to get opinions on that. So tonight we have a fellow podcaster, uh, author, um, spirit, you know, spiritual advisor. His name is uh, Cliff. It's Clifton. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Clifton Pettyjohn. Sorry if I, you know, if I was a little eh on the name. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know what? I, I've done my research on you. And I, I know that you got a following, but for those who may not know, as far as my listeners go, can you give a little, uh, a little uh, intro as to who you are? Sure, sure. First, I want to thank you for this opportunity. But listen, my name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I am your trusted voice of transformation. I teach creators how to transform their lives through embracing the entirety of their best self. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little later. But listen, I am just a guy that is, that is living life and having fun. And I'm excited about this conversation tonight because for years... I wore masks, various types of masks. I decorated them however they needed to be decorated to fit mm -hmm. it in certain situations, certain moments, and certain environments. So I'm excited to talk about this subject. Okay, so let's jump right. Let's jump right into it then. So, um, where do you? Where did you uh, find that you wore your mask the most? Like what type? <laughs> what type of environment? What type of you know people? Was there a certain situation where you had to? step back and put that mask and put that mask on and did you realize that it was on at the time i'm going to start with no i did not realize it was on i wasn't aware of it in the beginning but i did become aware of it as time went on and mm -hmm. somebody said did you take it off then no all right <laughs> no i did not mm -hmm. but i probably it probably started at an early age further back than i can remember but i remember it being in high school um i grew up and uh, sometimes to some of my black friends, I was too white. And to some of my white friends, I was too black. So you kind of learn how to play the role mm -hmm. based upon where you are. Yeah. Um, and that continued throughout life. I started to be a person that did not want people to see my weaknesses, per mm -hmm. se. Yeah. So I felt like if I revealed that part of me, then the superhero syndrome that I struggle with mm. would be stripped away. So I found myself wearing them, uh, whether it was around uh, in church culture. I grew up in church, you know, mm -hmm. heavy, you know, was involved in church from childhood. And, and it kind of I'm a literal person. I'm a very literal person. Same. Same. So, <laughs> so if you tell me something, yep. that's how I'm going to take it for that face value. So mm. 
church culture kind of taught me that you have to wear a mask because you don't let everybody see who you totally are because everybody can't handle who you totally are. The scary part of that is that you start to forget who you are Mm -hmm. as time goes up, goes throughout, as you go throughout life. Mm. You know what? It's, it's funny that you, um, that you mentioned that the church culture, especially coming from the two of us, black men, um, it's a, it's, it's, it's kind of ironic that they teach us to love ourselves, love thy neighbor, but yet (laughs) we still have to put these masks on. Like the only thing, the only thing I, I ever wondered was why are, you know, why are women wearing hats and then men aren't wearing anything like that, that that's, you know, because when I when I used to go, that was the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, OK, are, is there some sort of weird competition going on here? But then it was like when, the, the patriarchic, patriotic yes. values, like yeah. let's put all these rules on women. Let's put all these rules on women. Pants yeah. Uh, yeah. in certain in certain in certain places. They're not allowed to wear pants. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah. what? You know, but. Yeah. Then when they get out of the when they get out of that environment, then they show their human side, but also their judgmental side. So it's like that uh, in itself can be a mask too. Like you absolutely you're you're so busy judging other people because you're you know, because you're thinking they're judging you. So in your mind, it's like I'm gonna get to you before you get to me. And and if I can focus on what's wrong with you and i use air quotes because i hate that word wrong with somebody Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother conversation but if i can definitely talk about it this is the right place this is the right place to talk about it it's like a for able you know what i'm saying (laughs) listen listen (laughs) so we you know we're taught so much to are not taught so much sometimes if i can see what's wrong with you i can ignore What's wrong. what I need to work on. I can mm-hmm. ignore the part of me that I don't like because a lot of people that spend so much time focused on other people, yeah, they don't really like themselves. They haven't taken the time to get to know themselves right. and their whole framework that they adopted from somebody else yeah. tells them if you do get to know yourself, you'll never like the version of yourself that you're getting to know. It's but it's funny because we all go through we all go through stages, right? Yeah. Like Right. You know, like like it took me a while and it reminded me of uh, your pot, you know, your your uh, the guests you had on your podcast. It took me a while to really get to know me, to love Mm -hmm. me for who you know, for who I am. I have I have you know, I, I, I grew up with a big family. I grew up with a with a very noticeable disability. So I had my share of, you know, of, um, you know, of. you know, teasing and all, you know, and mm-hmm. all that. And that led me to be want to become more introverted. And, yeah, um, but it's, but really now it's only, it's only been only a few, a few years since I started living on my own where that mask has begun to crack, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, be, it's, it's begun, it's begun to crack and my real self has been able to shine through because I'm, not in the same I'm not in the same headspace anymore. Mm. I'm I'm no I'm no longer in that same headspace. So same. now so now I'm the even though it's not like 100% gone. There's still mm-hmm. like a piece or so left. I'm going to be I'm going to be honest, but Absolutely. But now I'm 
because I'm the, you know, because I'm the, you know, older one, I got nieces and nephews who are, you know, are, are just getting to know different parts of them, you know, getting, getting to know different parts of themselves and they're young. Right. Mm -hmm. So you want them to be as happy as they, as they want to be for as long, because you don't want the world to come and just beat them down. Right. Right. But sad part is, you know, some, some kids have been beaten down by the world already. So they right. have to, they feel like they have to keep themselves, you know, their real selves locked up yep. until they get, you know, until they get home and then they can just take it all, you know, take all of that off. And it's like, you know, we, I say it because yes, it's metaphorical, but at the same time it's, you know, it's real. Like some of us, we call Absolutely. it, we call it code switching. Like one minute mm -hmm. you're, one minute you're, you know, you're, you were having a conversation like this. The next minute you're on the phone and your whole demeanor starts changing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And they call and, that professionalism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And you know, Jay-Z said something and, and this really, uh, I laugh because this is how I pattern my life. Um, mm. I'm going to say I had to get to this space. I'm 41 years old now. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it took me some years to get to this space. I started this journey probably about 11 years ago of really mm -hmm. living freely as myself, like the mm -hmm. embracing the entirety, as I said, of my best self. Yes, man. It took me years to finally get to that space. But Jay-Z said, I show up in every room as myself. And that thing really made me think like, do I show up in every room as myself? And I had to really begin to think about it. Mm -hmm. And I started to realize I hadn't given myself that freedom. Mm. But when I gave, begin to give myself that freedom, I begin to understand that it's not about if they can receive me in that freedom. Mm -hmm. It's about me being free enough for my little nieces and nephews. Where? For my family, for them to understand, yo, it is okay being who you are mm -hmm. and you still can be successful. Mm -hmm. But when you embrace that, your best self, now you experience life from a fulfillment standpoint. See, we, yeah. we, it's easy to be successful in life. You can set a goal, accomplish it. You're successful. But that sense of fulfillment seems to never come because we haven't allowed ourselves to be ourselves. We're our biggest enemies sometimes. No, that is we, that is that is the truth. Yeah, we'll put a mask on and then judge ourselves about the mask that we yeah. put on ourselves. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. There is so it, it's just getting to that space where you give yourself the freedom. And, and I'm not saying that it's something you just jump into and you no. master it because no, I, I'm a big proponent of therapy. I, I've Same. my therapist. I used to tell people he was my best friend, mm -hmm. but he retired. I don't know if he retired because he had never seen a case like mine, but he did <laughs> retire. <laughs> you know what I'm so he retired. But one of the things that he was explaining to me was he said, you know, when you find, when you finally realize something and you realize you've been extreme in one area, the pendulum can shifts the other direction. Mm -hmm. So you begin to be extreme in the other area until you find that balance. I'm finding that balance. I'm finding that rhythm. I'm finding that rhyme mm -hmm. that is me and falling in love with it being me and giving myself the freedom not to say, okay, Cliff, you showed up here yesterday 
and you were happy, you were go lucky, you were all of these things. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that I have to show up the next day exactly like that. It is the freedom to show up as me, regardless of what dimension I decide to represent myself as in that moment. So, yeah, it's, but them masks, I'm telling you, they, they are... And sometimes we do it to go into self-preservation mode because we're used to being rejected. So before you reject me, I'm not even going to give you that opportunity to reject me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put this on Mm -hmm. because if you reject this, it might hurt a little bit, but you don't even realize you're not even getting me. Yeah. That's the, like, that's the shield. Yeah. That's, that's, that's our shield. That's our armor. And sometimes people know how to chip away at it oh yeah you know like that that's unfortunately that's you know that's a big part of it too but like you said we are our own worst enemy like there are times where i want to do projects and i look at myself and i'm like you know nah let me let me wait or let me not do that right now like like when i when i and i've told this story before when i first started this podcast it took me a while to even conceive of it because I was so used to just being like, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit, I call myself a huge nerd, you know, mm-hmm. and I have other shows where I, where I express myself in that light, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love it. But then when I was asked to try and be serious and talk about myself uh-huh. and talk about my vulnerabilities, stuff like, you yeah. know, and, and stuff like that, it took me almost, two months, almost three months to really get it going in my head. Like, can I actually do this? I've been hosting yeah. this way for a while, but now I'm, you know, you know, you know, I, can I, can I do it this way? Then I came to the conclusion that, yeah, I have to, you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And my family was like 100% behind me. So That's with, because I had this, because I had that support system, it helped me even, you know, it helped me even more, but my, my mask didn't start coming off until after I moved out on my own and started and started seeing myself in another another light. The only thing I haven't mastered though is, well, one thing I had, one of many things I haven't mastered is I can't, I can't look at myself in the mirror yet and say, you know what? I'm a handsome dude. I can't, Mm -hmm. I I haven't heard that mirror moment. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did you deal? How did you deal with that? Or well, that? yeah, and and um, you hit something. I, w- I want to hit this real quick before I mm-hmm. answer that question. You said vulnerability. That's a trigger word for me. Mm-hmm. I was talking to an actor and I was asking them, "What is the hardest role that you've ever played?" And they said, "Myself." Mm-hmm. And from that, we had a conversation about vulnerability especially in our culture. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> We're men. Yeah. You don't be, you don't be vulnerable. vulnerable. What are you talking about? What? We're not, vul- we're not weak. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So vulnerability, it's amazing what vulnerability can do to you once you get past and do for you once you get past that, because yeah. the more you're willing to strip back to that vulnerability, to the more you're able to even see yourself from a different, different vantage point. Mm. And that's how you have those mirror, mirror uh, experiences. Mm. I am a person <laughs> that loves the mirror. 
I love the mirror. Now I have my days. Don't get it twisted. I tell people right. I have my days. There's right. a lot of people looking at me like, oh, you're so confident. You're... Listen, I don't front and I don't pretend. Mm. I'm not always up on the mountaintop. And I don't always like what I see in the mirror. But one of the things that I realized was that when we stand and we look in a mirror and we don't like what we see, it's because we're still seeing ourselves the way that we think other people see us. Mm-hmm. We're not taking that time to say, okay, God, higher power, whoever you subscribe to, help me see me for how I was created. Mm-hmm. Help me see my flaws. I've identified as a flaw as my unique characteristics. Help me to see what people have laughed at about me for years Mm -hmm. as my competitive edge. That's what separates me from everybody else. And when I begin to do that, I could not only look at myself in the mirror, I could begin to like what I see in the mirror and I could have conversations with me in the mirror because sometimes you can glance at yourself in the mirror or I like what I see. But how long can you stay and look at yourself in that mirror and say, I like what I see? The longer we stay sometimes, the more we start to acknowledge, I got this here, discoloration here. I got this here. I don't like this about me. I can lose weight. I should do this. I should do that. Why do I look like this? Why can't I look like this person? This person seems very attractive. I don't even want to be on camera today. Can I just record audio today? These are all the things that go through my head. You know what I'm saying? So I understand all of those, but you have to begin. and, And I think we just went through a pandemic. And one of the things I told people during the pandemic is that we had to spend time with the person that we ran from the most ourselves. Yes. (laughs) So that helped too. you know, spending that time with myself and looking at myself from a non-judgmental way, showing up as your best self means I'm going to allow you to be freely who you are, Cliff. Cliff, you can be freely who you are and I'm not going to judge you. Mm. And that's hard to do sometimes when you've been conditioned to judge. And some people say, I'm a very, I'm not a judgmental person, but sometimes we don't realize how our environments have conditioned us to judge. Now I'm not making an excuse for that because we are greater than our environment, but we have to get to a space where we realize that, but we've been conditioned to judge, judge harshly and even judge ourselves harshly. So I had to get to a space where I could look at myself in the mirror. And even if I did not like what I saw, That's not what I was communicating to myself Mm -hmm. because I understand that the only way you can destroy a cycle, the only thing you can destroy a key, only way you can destroy a kingdom is to begin to combat it in a way that is completely opposite of what it established. So Mm -hmm. when I look at myself and I feel like I'm ugly, I have to let myself just know how fearfully and wonderfully made I am. I have to let myself know, yo, you sexy. I have to let myself know, look, anybody that ends up with you, they're blessed to be with you because you are who you are. I have to talk that talk to myself until I grab hold of that for myself and then it becomes second nature to me. And I know some people are talking, that's not humble. That's oh, that's humble because I'm honoring who created me. Mm-hmm. False humility says you don't you don't hype yourself up. No, do you know who created me? And then he dwells inside of me. 
as God? Are you crazy? You know, and that's the space that I had to get to. And like I said, it's not something that I've completely mastered. I'm not sitting right. on here pretending to have mastered it, but mm -hmm. I've gotten to that space where I can have those conversations with myself and stand in that mirror with myself, whether it's completely naked or just standing, looking in my face, whatever yeah. it is that you're struggling with seeing yourself, I want you to see yourself from a different vantage point. And right, and just like that, I ran a workshop right now. Um, <laughs> that that because because I um because I know of of another um of another uh, speaker just like yourself who you know found herself in that in in a in a, mm -hmm. in a similar situation, and now she's you know she's teaching people to be their best you know their yes. best selves. Like I yes. spent, I spent. Let's see. She had a four-hour class. Her name is mm -hmm. her. She was she was um you know she was on the podcast recently. As a matter of fact, we happened to we happened to meet because of a conversation I was having with my mother, and okay. and my 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 mother as well as you know other people around me. They've tried to instill me looking at you know looking at the positivity the the positives and the law of attraction and everything and i'm a big believer mm -hmm. in the law of attraction all the energy you give you oh, get yeah. back so if you give it so if you're giving negative energy out there then you're going to yeah. get it back yeah. sometimes tenfold if you're putting Absolutely. positive energy out there you're going to get it you're going to get it back so I try my I try my best to put more positive energy out there as much as i can because i'm surrounded by so many great people whether you know and and we were talking about intelligence before uh, before we started i've i'm surrounded by artists i'm surrounded by uh, by health coaches i'm surrounded by um by djs i'm surrounded by people who write plays everyone that has a any kind of like self expression and you mm -hmm. see their and you see that you see their their energy and you just you just bask in it Mm -hmm. Right. And I want to be that to other people. So when when I when I finally decided that um, that it's time for me to start working on, you know, working on me and just accept me inside and out flaws and all. Right. I think that, like I said, that just happened like that just happened like a, like like few years, a few years ago. And talking to people like you, you know, talking to people like yourself and getting to know and getting to know um, your, you know, your story and stuff has just it, it just continues to inspire me, Absolutely. you know. Um, so I have a so I have a I have a fun question for you. OK, if you were to describe your mask, what would it look like? <laughs> OK, so can I describe two of them? Yes. OK, so I would describe one as all black. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I would describe that as all black is because it would represent the serious nature of who I am. It would mm -hmm. represent me. I, I'm going to use a word being bland, mm -hmm. me not interacting with other people, me not making connections with other people other than, you know, from a business aspect or a lot of people, I'm the person that people come and tell me all their business, all their problems. Mm -hmm. I help encourage them. But I realized throughout my life, I 
don't connect emotionally with a lot of people. You know, marriage taught me that. Well, the divorce taught me, you know, <laughs> that, you know, honestly, that that I just don't connect emotionally to a lot of people. So I would say that mask would be all black, pitch black. That's what it would be. All right. And if you it's funny because you go to my website, everything yeah. was black and white. Everything, my my graphics, black and white, everything was that. Um, and then I would say, then I have another mask. And that mask would just be full of bright colors mm. because there's a side of me that is, um, I'm funny. Yo. I'm hilarious. I like to I, play I get that from, I get that. That from you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. But I didn't allow a lot of people to see that. So it was like the black mask was fighting this colorful mask. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I can talk about this in such details, I just took a course, um, called um oh man it's with michael weston mm -hmm. it's uh his program is called supernormal uh, you can look him up www.yoursupernormal.com all right mm -hmm. look mm -hmm. him up but i just did this whole uh cohort with him and in this cohort it makes you deal with who you are and then you create business wise from that space, because for years I was attempting to be successful in business outside of me. Hmm. So one of the greatest takeaways for me from this cohort was the colorful nature of who I am. Like I'm rebranding right now. Mm -hmm. And when everybody sees a new website, they see all that new stuff. It's going to put a, a it's going to shock a lot of people because they're going to be like, whoa. You've never been this colorful, like you've been black and white this entire mm -hmm. time. But it helped me realize the creative nature that was within me, because even though other people saw me as creative. Yeah, I didn't see myself. You didn't as see yourself. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. But now I realize that it wasn't that I didn't see myself as creative. I was sleeping on my creative creativeness because yeah. I, I can't sing. Okay. And mm -hmm. I think that people that can sing or artists that can draw are like the most creative people in the world. So I was like, I can't do any of those. So there is no creativity within me, but, you know, taking that cohort helped unlock that. So that would be the two masks that I had to, you know, deal with. And I will say that the colorful mask was more of me than that black mask. Mm hmm. I no, I hear you. Mine, like I have multiple masks too, and I feel like I have I have masks for every year of my life, right? Ooh, yeah. Like I'm I'm th I just turned thirty four, right? Okay. And as a kid, I had to deal with a lot just being different because I'm short and I had a you know and I and I have a disability, right? Okay. So that first mask from like elementary school on would have a giant like you know, it would have like a giant scratch on it. It's like, why? And, it, and the scratch would say, why does he walk that way? Okay. okay. Right. It would be basically a black and white mask. And it would be like, why does he walk that way? Because at the time I saw the world in black and white, good and bad, you know, up and down, blah, blah, blah. I didn't see the twists and turns that I could take because they taught, they basically taught us in black and white. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So that would be the mask that I would that I would wear from from elementary school up until up and up until middle school. High school was when the black mask started coming out because people started, you know, people started questioning 
not only because I'm, you know, because I, the stuff I was into, they would start questioning my blackness. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we get to that you. point. Yeah. You get to that point where it's like, Oh, you listen to Japanese music. Oh, you, um, <laughs> you know, you, you like, you like rock and roll. You like rock and roll. You watch old sitcoms. You, you know, you, you like yeah. this type versus this type. Are you black? Yeah. Are you black? Oh, yeah. and you don't say the N word. Are you black? Yeah. Right. And I would get that from other black people. Yeah, right. I know what you mean. You know exactly. <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of us have gone through that. So, you know, and yeah. I've explained it enough, but it, but it's like, man, why? Like, why do we yeah. have to be a certain way to appease you? Like, what? But but you know what? It's 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 a lot of things. But really, I blame the media. Like, oh yeah, a lot of a lot of the stereotypes we have, they were instilled in us from years ago. Yep. But the media didn't really help that. Yep. It didn't really help that when certain types of music came up. Like when, okay, like when hip hop started started becoming more of a thing, some people thought it was a fad. Others thought, oh, this would would corrupt our children. Yeah. You know, like with rock and with with early days of rock and roll. Oh, this is the devil's music. It's going to corrupt our children. (laughs) With jazz, it's like, oh, it's going to corrupt our children. They're going to have different thoughts. It's going to be, it's going to be the end of, it's going to be the end of days. With all, you know, with all of that, and, and, and what do they start? And what do they start classifying different types of rap? Uh, gangster rap. Gangster rap. Yep. Mum, mumble rap. Um, conscious rap. Yeah. All, you know, all of that. So then it gave us a, it gave us a reason to pick sides. Oh, you, oh, you, you like this type of artist versus this type of artist. I find myself doing that now because. I've grown up with music all my life, but it, but hip hop has always been like it's always been in me, right? Mm-hmm. So when the so when you started hearing more of the trap sound, uh-huh. I'm like, I can't get you know, I can't get down with this. But mm-hmm. only because I I wasn't I was not listening to it because part of me was like, what is you know what is this? Everybody's starting to sound mm-hmm. the same. Eventually, mm-hmm. I started thinking, okay, you know what? A lot of these guys can actually rhyme, but their oh, yeah. music, their music does not reflect that. We were talking about, once again, going back to intelligence. Mm-hmm. Some would even say, I'm a lot more intelligent than my music is. So their yep. music wasn't reflecting the real them. Once again, yep. that's a mask, right? Yep. Yep. But I, But ironically, one of my favorite MCs right is a guy by the name of mf doom mm-hmm. and he wears a mask well wore mm-hmm. a mask you know he recently you know recently passed but he you know would wear a mask because he because he wanted people to focus on the music and what he was saying as opposed mm-hmm. to what he looked like because nope. it became more about what you look like as opposed to what the music was saying uh... you know he yeah. like one of his, you know, one of his, you know, one of his lines is like he wears a mask just to cover the raw flesh, mm-hmm. a rather ugly brother with flows that's gorgeous, right? Mm-hmm. So it was different sides of you. Or I could even go, I can go even further into a nerdism. Batman. Oh yeah. Batman. Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. He started out as Bruce Wayne. Something yep. tragic happened to him. Yep. It stuck with him. Until, yep. you know for life and he put on something that he feared he put yep. on the he put on the face of a bat yep but eventually that bat 
really that became the real him. Batman is is him. Bruce Wayne is the mask. You know, like Superman has uh, Cal Allen and Clark Kent. Clark mm -hmm. Kent is the mask, right? So everybody has that. Everybody has that. That absolutely. Everybody has that side to them. That soup. That superhero or supervillain or or alter ego side to them. And but, many times, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. What I was gonna say right off of what you said is a lot of times, as you said, you know what was once thought to be the mask is actually them. Many times that's the side that we're afraid of. Yes. I'm afraid of you seeing this side of me because how are you going to respond to it? I'm afraid of you seeing this side of me because I don't even know what this side of me is going to do. I'm afraid of that side. So I'll mask it up and then I'll present it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. you know, it's, you know, it's funny because when I, first put this out there to tell you know tell people in the podcast group that we're both a part of that mm -hmm. i was i wanted to do an episode on masking some people got it right away right, right. and w only one or two asked me to explain what i meant everyone else got it oh, yeah, right I knew it. <laughs> and i was like and i was so surprised i was kind of surprised by the response that i got um but I think that's also, you know, big ups, you know, big ups to, you know, to that group on Facebook, because Absolutely. that just shows that they just wanted to show their support. And mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's also us wanting to express ourselves and support and support each other, which is not always easy, because, you know, that's also a side that some people don't want to don't want to show. So absolutely, it could be and I and I know I, I ramble a lot. No, but this is good. But with with this particular topic, it makes me feel like this is going to end up being a like this is going to end up being like a series of episodes, mm -hmm. and you have become the anchor. You know what oh, I'm saying? You, hey, that's what's up. <laughs> because you're the, because you were the first because you were the first one to you were the first one to really respond and say you wanted to, you know wanted to do it, and here we are. You know. And, and so, I want to say something else about the mask too. As you yes. were talking, this just came to me too. Yes. Um, I want to encourage people: don't destroy your mask. No, mm -mm. because I think that that's what sometimes we look at it from the negative space of it. Mm -hmm. But what if the mask is helping you evolve into your best self? Mm -hmm. But you keep destroying it and then reconstructing a new one yep. that always leads you back to that original one. Yep. Don't be so quick to destroy the mask. Don't be so quick to rip it off. Just find out what the lesson is in it or, or find yeah. out. No, never mind. Yeah. Find out who you are in it. In it. Because yep. like I said, the first mask I started with is that blast that black mask. And I am a serious person. I take life very serious at times. Okay, mm -hmm. there's a time and space for that. But then we have this more colorful mask. And, yep. and the reason why I use the analogy of a colorful mask, I was teaching uh, one time, and I can't even remember the subject I was teaching on, but I was talking, oh, I think it was expand. Mm -hmm. And the analogy that came to me was, I told everybody, close your eyes, and you are a bird. Mm -hmm. I said, and you have your wings clutched in, okay? I said, and now spread your wings. I said, and as you spread your wings now, you will become more vulnerable because now we see more of you. 
I said, but look at how your wings expanded. You were only covering this much aspect of your life, but now you've allowed your wings to expand. Look at, look at what you're, co you're covering. Mm -hmm. And then I said, okay, so describe your bird to me. And some people had a bird that was one color. Mm. Some people had a black bird, a white bird, you know, whatever color. My bird had all the colors. Like, and when you, when he opened it, you couldn't tell he had all the colors until he spread his wings. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing, you know, about our best self. You don't realize who you are until you allow those wings to, to spread. Yeah. And when you allow those wings to spread, you don't just see how colorful you are, but you see how all of those colors work together yeah. to create the beauty of who you are. Yeah. So a lot of times with me, I couldn't see myself for who I was because I was living like this. You know, I wasn't allowing the beauty of who I was to understand that this this colorful mask I'm wearing, wearing, yeah. I have the body that I guess color coordinates with or matches that mm -hmm. very mask. And I think that's how I begin to see myself differently too, because I allowed myself to see how those colors were interwoven together, how it all worked together. So, hey, that, that's different aspects of your personality coming yeah. through. Coming through, you're allowing yes. yourself to you're allowing yourself to shine. Yep, and absolutely that, and, and that is beautiful. And there's no age, there's no age limit on this. No there, no, there is no age no, limit on this. No. I, I constantly call myself a late bloomer, you mm. know, um, I get it. you know, um, but at this, you know, but at the same time, I know that I'm not the, I, you know, not everybody is the, we're the same in the fact that we're human beings, right? But our brains don't function the same way. Our personalities don't, you know, aren't the same. And our life, our life experiences are not the same. That's what that's what shapes us, right? But Absolutely. we shouldn't feel we shouldn't feel ashamed to talk about it. You no. know what I'm saying? No. We should we we shouldn't we shouldn't feel ashamed to talk about it. But we also shouldn't force other people to talk about it either. Absolutely I not. I have a, um you know in my in my life I've gone through therapy a few you know, a few times both mm -hmm. both physical and also um, emotional uh, mental therapy, right? Okay. And each experience, what each experience was different, right? I now am a, you know, now I'm in a regular, um, I'm in a regular therapy every other week. And sometimes I just need to okay. vent, right? Sometimes, sometimes I just need to vent. Impartial, you know, impartial party who has been help, you know, who has been helping me out, but also knows to keep their distance because professionally that's their, you know, that's their job, but they also do help me with help with helpful advice, you know, and that's why I'm an, I'm also an advocate for, you know, for therapy. I also know that not every type of therapy is going to match everyone. Right. right. So, but right. when you're in that chair or when you're in, on that screen, talking to your, talking to your therapist, right that's the ma the mask if you allow it to just comes off because mm -hmm. it's supposed to be a safe because it's supposed to be a safe space for you to talk right absolutely so, so you don't hold any you don't hold anything back even if you're even if you're happy like there's been times where i've had a whole hour session with my therapist and i'm just talking about 
every good thing that happened to me within mm-hmm. the past two weeks. Right. And that, and, and that, and that was it. Like I've been having a really, really good week and I'm just going to ride this. That's it. I was going to ride it. Um, so, so for, you know, so for you, I know a lot of, you know, a lot of people come to you with, um, you know, you know, with their issues and asking for advice. Um, I had a conversation with, you know, with somebody recently who was, who um, talked about what it's like for a therapist or someone that's in your, uh, in your um, sector to, to deal with having everyone tell you their, you know, tell you their struggles. How does that affect you personally? It used to affect me in a negative sense um, because it would seem like when I would meet somebody that I thought it was going to be like a friendship. Yeah. Um, it would kind of turn into a therapy session or a coaching session. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it led to a many, many a times where people, I thought, oh, this is going to be homie. This is going to be friend. We're going to chill. We're going to do this. It turned into that. So it used to negatively affect me. Mm. Um, but then I started to realize, okay, that's just the role that I play in their life. And I have to understand that I do have, I I'm fortunate enough to have somebody I can call and just say, listen, I just need to vent right now. Mm. Uh, because sometimes what happens to therapists, sometimes what happens to coach, sometimes coaches, sometimes what happens to advisors and pastors and leaders is they don't have that outlet. Not where I'm going and telling everything that everybody told me. Right. No, that's not how I roll. No. I don't roll like that. Mm-hmm. But just getting off of getting out of me what I need to get out of me, because if not, then if I'm not careful, I'll find myself emotionally attached to other people's stories. Yeah, because it starts to remind me. I remember when I was four years old and that had, you know, that happened to me. So, yeah, uh, that that's how, you know, I begin to to deal with that that's how how it dealt, how i face those things because it used to be it wasn't a lot i don't want to say it was a lot mm-hmm. but at times when i'm in my selfish mode and it's okay to be selfish yeah. when i'm in that selfish mode i don't want that right now i just want to be a, i want a friend mm-hmm. but i had to learn that i can't seek friendship sometimes from those who really need the coach mm. you know that that's what it is that they need they might have thought we were going to be friends but hey it's done turned into this this coaching client type of a, of a situation so it's something i've had to learn to live with from childhood because as a child people came and confided in me adults confided mm. in me teachers confided in you know so i i've learned that aspect of it but it's not something that i just have mastered are mastered very easily you know it's Mm -hmm. just something that i've come to realize you're a jack of all trades master of none huh (laughs) yep that like the more the more i think about it the more that phrase just holds true you know because because really like we when we talk about like uh jack of all trades master of none a lot of us think of mostly like physical stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right not internal uh, mental or spiritual things, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, it's something that, that you, you never, you never stop being a student. 
Oh no, you're you're always a student. I think I think the only thing that I have mastered in my entire life is the reality that I'm a conversationalist. That's the <laughs> only thing that I've mastered is that I have the ability to have conversations. I can talk to people about sports. I can talk to to people about you know just the most craziest things, mm -hmm. and by the end of that conversation they're excited and ready to do what it was they were created to do. I've had people call me and be like, yo, you remember we were talking about cars the other day? Mm -hmm. Man, when I got home, my writer's block was gone, man, because mm -hmm. I realized that that's just, that's the only thing I've mastered in life. Everything, I'm still a student in that area as well. Mm -hmm. So I do understand that, yeah, I'm, I'm always gonna be a student. I can sit and learn from, I know some people say, I can't learn from these younger people. I learn lessons. I have a four-year-old niece mm -hmm. and her intelligence, she's been here before. Can't nobody tell me she hasn't been here before, but I can sit and learn lessons just in having a conversation from her. Yeah, I'm, you know, that, I'm I'm the same way surrounded yeah. by like my like like I said, I have a big family and I include extended family that I claim. Right. Thanks to that. I have, you know, other, you know, nieces and nephews that are constantly pe teaching me things. And they, you know, some, you know, some may look, you know, look at them and be like, oh, they're all you know, they're autistic. Yeah. OK, so, yeah, one's one's on the spectrum. I don't say what's wrong with them. I say, what's their superpower? You know, what is their superpower? Anytime someone tells me that they have something, they have something, I'm like, okay, so, um, all right, so what is what does that mean? Are you going to just focus on that? Or are we going to just, or are we just going to take care of what needs to be taken care of, but also focus on what else they can, what else they can do? You know, like, you know, no one talks about emotional intelligence. No, they no. never taught us about emotional no. intelligence. No one no. ever taught us about that. No. I, Man, I was just I, like, I was just watching. Um, I was just watching the show just before we started talking, right? And oh yeah, it was okay. It was Punky Brewster, right? So I'm watching reruns of Punky Brewster, and this one, and there's this episode where um, one of the you know, one of the janitors who happened to be, you know, who happened to be a little mentally stunted. Um, they were constant. Now I have to keep in mind that this is the 1980s. So certain mm -hmm. things flew now where, you know, um, so they, you know, so the kids were teaching, they were, were, uh, were teasing her for her, you know, for her, uh, you know, her limitations, right. Kids were, were teasing her. She would talk about, um, she would talk about how her parents said she wasn't smart enough to go to regular school. A principal, you know, would tell her that she's not smart enough to, be, to go to regular school. And, and she made a joke. She's like the same person that said, I'm not smart enough to go to regular school now has to pay me to clean this school. So I'm like, at least they made a joke about that. But yep. but um, one of the, the teachers keyed in on her musical ability she loves mm -hmm. you know, she loves music and she can memorize notes she can you know no, she knows where certain aspects of the song and sound are supposed to be so he asked her to play a violin right for you know for the class and she did it and she killed it and i'm like i don't care if that wasn't if that wasn't actor playing the mm -hmm. playing the part of a of a mentally disabled person mm -hmm. or if that happened to be a mentally disabled actor point is that was a great episode at first yep. I'm, I'm like 
okay, I'm going to have to talk about this at some point. Didn't think I was going to talk about it tonight, but since we, since we talked about intelligence and emotional intelligence, I'm like, okay, perfect. Put that here. Um, And you know, you know, um, the, the amazing thing about disabilities, disappointments, anytime you put those first three letters, D I S in front of something, Yes. I always think about, you know, when the rappers, it's a, it's a rap battle and they diss somebody. And they diss somebody, yeah. yeah he, mm-hmm. what, what, what amazes me is that sometimes what we have labeled as disabilities, yep. because other people start to diss it, yep. we find ourselves dissing all of our abilities. Mm, yep. So we start focusing on that and now because we we're looking and we feel as this is limiting us. We never seem to stretch ourselves beyond that to see what is my ability that I need to focus on. The one thing that I love about a disability means that your ability may be limited. What if your ability was limited in that area? And then that became a distraction to what it was that you were called created and designed to do. And I think that that's what sometimes we don't look at it as we don't look at it as, you know, it's a gift that I have this because now I have the ability in another area, just like disappointment. Sometimes I feel like I'm disappointed about something, but what if that's just, I have disappointment here because there's another appointment for me to meet somewhere else. It wasn't supposed to happen here. It was supposed to happen there. If it happened here, then I wouldn't have reached where I need to reach. So I love that you brought up the analogy about the violin because I've, I've worked with children. I started out at the age of 19 working at an alternative school. Awesome. And this school was kids who they felt had behavioral and academic problems. Okay. This was like a building. We don't know what to do with these kids. Let's put them all in one building together. And when I got there, they told me, you don't have to do much here. It's more like babysitting. Okay. Now this is oh great. I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. Got it. It's like babysitting. Don't Mm -hmm. set the bar too high because if you set the bar too high, they won't get there. So I remember you tell me something like that. That's a challenge for me, even back in 19 years old. Mm -hmm. So I remember I started working with this group of kids and uh, I started to talk to them and I started to realize how intelligent these kids were. I mean, because a lot of them were drug dealers, so they were Mm -hmm. businessmen. So you know, they could talk business. Mm -hmm. So what I started doing was I took a group of them. I'm going to teach you algebra. I'm going to talk your language with algebra because they don't feel that you can understand basic math. So we're going to take these and take these skills you have, and we're going to translate them to algebra. And, you know, they started learning algebra and different things like that. But I, I was telling that story because that experience changed my entire life mm. because I had never been around kids like that. I never understood it. I, when I, uh, graduated from high school. I want to go to college. I was coming back. I was going to be a math teacher. I was going to teach, you know, high levels, math, geometry, trig, all that great stuff. Ah. But that experience changed the entire trajectory of my life as it relates to who I wanted to work with. And that's why, you know, I've, I focus a lot on intelligence because sometimes it's the people that we sleep on that are the most intelligent. That do Ah, man, that is so true. 
Yeah. Oh, that is, that is so that yeah. is so true because we're we're over here focusing on the wrong on the wrong yep. things. Like absolutely, they 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 were they were counting the kids out because, well, they're that that's what that's what they were that's what they were told to do. Like, okay, this is absolutely. our curriculum. They're not going to fall. They're not going to follow our curriculum. They're too out. They're too busy out here selling drugs or doing whatever else they're going to do. Mm-hmm. But also, even though that is a negative. Mm-hmm. That's also a skill. So Absolutely. how can so how can you apply what they already know yep. to get them to get to, to to get them to understand what you want them to understand? Maybe they'll get you to understand something. Too. That's the key. You they know, were my greatest teachers. That, that, you know, like, <laughs> Real talk. They were that, my greatest like, that teachers. Is, that is the that is the oh man, like you you hit the you hit the nail right on you hit the nail right on the head because yeah. even though you know even though like you know growing up you're you're taught that like you know drugs are bad and everything else right you know yeah. and a lot of aspects you're right and other ones they were wrong but point right. you know but point being think about somebody who who actually you know chooses or figures there's no other choice but to do that That's as a regular job yeah. you know and it can be just as bad or worse definitely worse than a regular nine to five because you think oh they, no they selling and they selling all these all these kilos they're selling this or selling that they must be making they must be making money no but one time i think it was what was it i think it was 50 cent on on uh get rich or die trying the movie who broke it down like mm-hmm. drug economics is like if you factor in the wait time, the uh, you know the fact that you may you know that you may or may not get arrested that day or get shorted a you know a certain amount of money or calculate something wrong, it's actually worse than having a real job. And I'm like, shoot, see, he just he blew my he blew my mind with that sentence because I was still under the impression that this is bad. That's it. No, right. like black, the black and white way of thinking. Black and white thing. That that's that you know that's it. But I I feel like we could go on and on for mm-hmm. this, and <laughs> you're you're matching my you're matching my energy perfectly. Yeah, like we're both we're both <laughs> we're both talkers, and we got both stuff. Both but we stuff. got a lot of great we got a lot of great stuff. I feel like there's a lot of great lessons in this, mm-hmm. and you and I will definitely have to collab again if you're oh, you know yeah. if you're up for that. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So before we before we go, is there any last you know, last words you would like to say or anything that which you would like to plug before we go? Only thing I want to say is I, I end every conversation with this. Well, not every conversation, but a lot of conversations. Um, Nike, if you're looking to sponsor me, you might as well. I like to use our slogan, just do it. Some of you are sitting out there on ideas. You're sitting out there on and I'm a books, podcasts, so many music, television, you have so many crazy ideas Mm -hmm. inside of you that are just ready to come out. Like you, you just ready. It's like it's screaming inside of you. The only thing I can tell you is just do it. Quit worrying about what everybody thinks. Quit worrying about what everybody says. Quit trying to perfect it and put it out there. Put it out there because the world is waiting for you in that creative expression that you are. So that's my encouragement today. Like I said, don't run from your mask. Don't try to destroy your mask. Don't even try to explain your mask. Just show up and be who you are. All right. Show up and be. And I know. And listen, I want you guys to. Oh, go ahead. 
no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at your shirt. I just realized what it said. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So can you, so, before, so really, can you explain the shirt? Sure, sure. I'm wearing a shirt that says weird. Okay. I, um, about a year ago, I was having a conversation with one of my friends and in the conversation, we were calling each other names. Okay. This is how we play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of the things he called me was weird and he called me weird. And it was like a trigger that took me back to elementary school. But this time when it took me back, it didn't give me the negative feeling that it used to give me when I, when I went back. So mm -hmm. my response to him was, you're right. I am weird. I am W woke in relationship to my purpose, not woke in the sense of, you know, the whole political side, social yeah. justice thing. We yeah. need to be woke concerning that, but more importantly, you need to be woke to who you are, who you were called, created and designed to be. All right. The letter E stands for empowered. I didn't use educated because empowered means you're more than educated now you have the ability to be who you were created to be i intelligent we talked about intelligence this example of intelligence is that you seek out information you understand that information then you apply that information if you do that you are displaying intelligence all right or radiant no longer will i dim my light while I'm sitting lighting somebody else's. We all gonna shine together. I am radiant and I need to show up radiant and as brilliant as I can be, all right? And then the letter D, I am demonstrative. I will demonstrate everywhere that I go who I am. So that's what the shirt stands for. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole webinar with it. If you guys want to reach out to me, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com or uh, follow me on all social media platforms, Clifton Petty John, and I can get you that webinar. Man, you better plug. You better yeah, plug. Yeah, I got to yeah. put all I got to put all these links in the description now. <laughs> OK, you better plug everything yeah. that you're doing because you and I will be talking again. Yeah. And then, you know, if you're looking, listen, I wrote a book. From stagnation to transformation. Yes. It is a 21-day jump start to you living the life that you desire to live or living a purposeful life. I want you to reach out to me. If you hear me on here, if you hear me on this podcast and you reach out to me, I have a little special gift for you as well to go along with it. But that's on the website as well. So yeah. You heard the you heard the man. You heard the man. All, all, all the links to everything, his book, the webinars, everything will be in the description. Check that, you know, check that out. Take off your mask. Don't get rid of, don't get rid of it, but also just embrace who, embrace who you are, embrace yes. who you're meant, who, who, who you're meant to be. I know that it's easier said than done because we're all still going through it, but Absolutely. it's not impossible. Whatever the world tells you if the world is trying to beat you down, then you're going to have to hulk out on them. You're going to have to let, hey, yes, to let, sir. You're going to have to let them know, look, I ain't going to, I'm not going to take this. Yeah. You got me with a few blows, but really look, you don't want to see me when I really get into myself. Yes, you know? sir. And with that being said, I think that's a perfect place to end it. And I just want to thank you again Man, for you. for coming up and 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 sharing your opinions on ma on masking and also telling your and also telling your story in the process. Absolutely. You know? All Absolutely. right. 
All right. Well, thank you again. And we will definitely, definitely be, be collaborating sometime in the future. Yes, sir. All right. So anybody that heard this, I hope that you check everything out that this man is doing because it's all just great, positive, uplifting, empower, and empowering things here. And I don't want to forget, and I don't want to forget a word of it. So with that being said, I bid everyone a happy, healthy, good night. And I'll see you on the next episode of A for Abled.